Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, because we're in this Valentine's scene, uh, season, but love is, love is always abounding all the time. But there's no greater love than a kingdom love. And we're going to talk about this this morning. But no, no greater love than a kingdom love. And I, I love the examples that God so graciously allows us to participate in. We get a chance to see his love in action. Yes. Have you ever seen God's love in action before? Right, right, in, the midst of, right in the midst of ugliness. Right, right in the midst of stuff that, uh, listen, we've got nurses in here. Benita's a nurse. She jumps up, does her thing. Ruby's a nurse. R- Ruby jumps up. Okay, excuse me. We move people out the way. Because you know what? People of God know what to do. <clears throat> That's love in action. That's love in action. Love, love finds a way to, to get to a person that needs to have love. Listen, love finds a way to get to that individual that needs assistance at that moment. And listen, I could, could, be, could be shy, you could, be, you could back off a little bit, and you can say, well, I, I don't want to say anything because I, I might get in trouble. Nobody walked up to me and asked me permission to get something done. Go ahead and get it done. Because, you see, we don't have time to be fooling around trying to follow protocol when somebody's having a challenge. When you need prayer, don't you want somebody to pray for you? When you need somebody to lay hands on you, don't you want somebody to lay hands on you? Uh, asking permission. You see, God never, God didn't ask me permission when he healed my body. God, God didn't ask me permission when he gave me newness of life. God, God didn't ask for permission for all these kind of things, but I graciously and, gra- and gratefully received everything he gave for me. Gratefully received what he had for my life. So I'm excited about what God has for my life. Amen. First John 4 and 8 says this, He who does not love does not know God. He who does not love does not know God. But he who loves, see this part, he who loves absolutely knows God. How many of you heard that the word love is, an, love is a verb? Love is a verb. It means that you do something. Love has actions. Love has a, a responsibility. Love moves out. It, when we don't love, we don't do. When we don't love or can't love, listen, when we can't love, we can't, we can't do. We don't feel like it, won't do it, can't, can't, get, get, can't get anything to really begin to happen because there's no love there. Love has a compelling desire, it's a compelling desire in us to get something to happen. It was the love of God that helped us to move forward. The love of God that caused you to begin to pray. It was the love of God that caused you to begin to say, I'm going to do something about this. Love of God that, that had you wrestling on the inside, what can I do? There's nobody in this room today that was trying to figure out, not trying to figure out, what can I do? What is it that I could do right now? That man needs some help right now. What can I do to help that man? What, what is it that I can do to be of assistance? What can I do to show my love? And to show that kind of love means that I, I got an understanding of what God's love is because God is love. God is love. The God of the kingdom is a loving God. We talk about the kingdom quite a bit around here. 
And as we talk about the kingdom, the word love never comes up that much. Typically power, authority, dominion, those words come up. But the Bible never said that God was dominion. Never said that he was authority, although he has authority, although he has dominion. But it does declare that he is love. So when we look at love, we have to look at love coming from the king of the kingdom. And this love that we understand it to be is a love that's unspeakable. The kind of love that we can't get on our own, we have to get it from the king of the kingdom. That's the only way we're going to get this kind of love. We love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. And I, I, I couldn't love God because, until he first loved me. I didn't, I didn't have a clue what love was until I discovered what, God, what God's love was for me. Has anybody been in a place in their life where they just didn't know that they were even loved at all? Just, just didn't know that you really were loved at all. And then you discovered through human beings that somebody that God called loves you. Listen, God loves you through somebody else. Typically how he does is this. He works through other people to express his love to you. He works through other people to express his love to us. And those of us that have never done anything to love anybody don't know God. And we don't know love. But if you've done anything to assist anybody, it's because of an inkling of the love you understood about God. And once we get that inkling of an understanding about the love of God, we'll understand that God, the God of the kingdom, truly does love us. He really does love me. You see, I, 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 didn't never, I really never understood what love was until I found myself in a relationship with God. It wasn't through money. It wasn't through, it wasn't through uh, doing uh, bad things. It wasn't through uh, trying to please myself. It wasn't through trying to get more successful. It was until I had my, found myself in a relationship with God. And I found out that he wanted to relate to me because he loved me. He, listen, God's not just relating to people because he has nothing else to do. He loved the world, so he gave his only begotten son because he loved us so much. That's the kind of love we want to have, the love of the kingdom. And see, as we express the love of the kingdom, we're going to have to look at the love of the kingdom a whole different kind of way because we've looked at love as just another word that's out there floating around that everybody's saying that they do during Valentine's Day, Valentine's season. It's more than that. It's a whole lot more than that. We had an expression of love from a body to a member today. An expression of love. <laughs> we can set that up. We couldn't, God, God didn't do that. God didn't make that happen. I believe that the devil is all involved right in that situation right there. But I believe God gets the glory out of it because God is going to reign. God's going to reign. He's going to truly reign in a situation. Amen. Matthew 22 and 36 through 40. Teacher, which is a great commandment of the law, Jesus said unto him, verse 38, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, that's a good thing. We've got to do that. Love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. If we get to that place where we're loving God, that's one thing. But then he says this, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. We should love the God of the kingdom. I wasn't even going to put this particular point in there, but we have to, have to say it. 
But I want to spend more time on this other aspect of it. Loving our neighbor is a loving ourselves, rather, like God loves us is an important part because we have to love our neighbors, we love ourselves. But I think we sometimes get it mixed up by trying to love our neighbor unlike we love ourselves. More than we love ourselves. To impress our neighbor to the degree that they think we love them more than we love our, even ourselves. But when we truly do love ourselves, we truly do love ourselves, we put ourselves in a position saying, God, I love myself enough to know that the love that I'm giving isn't mine, it's absolutely yours. It's absolutely yours. So as I receive this love that you have for me, and I'm able to give it out to somebody else, I'm not giving it because, it, I'm not giving it because I, got, I got it so good. I'm giving it because you got it so good. You've got it like that, and you've given it to me. So when I'm loving myself, I'm loving me the way you love me. I'm loving myself the way God loves me. And there, then, then I'm able to love my neighbor as I love myself. Now, if I love myself a little bit, I'm going to love my neighbor a little bit. And the part that looks like more than a little bit is just, hear this part, it's just pretense. It's just pretending. It's not really happening. I'm giving a, a fake effort to love somebody else. When I haven't got to the place where I love me like God loves me. Kingdom love is a whole different kind of love. It's not a kind of love that tricks you into trying to love somebody else because you think it's going to make them feel good. If you've ever been in a place of your life where you thought you were trying to get somebody else to feel good by expressing how you love them and you didn't love yourself, if you walk away from that situation and you feel worse about yourself than you did when you first came into the situation, trust that you don't love yourself enough because you're willing, you're willing to give something away that you didn't even have. Mm. Willing to give something away you didn't even have. We can pretend all we want to, but until we get a reality of God's love, a reality of this kingdom love we're talking about today, we'll never love the way God wants us to love. So love him then love ourselves, so therefore we can begin to love other people. We can begin to love other folks at that, at that point. We should love ourselves like God, the God of the kingdom, loves us. Uh, I'm going to move on here. Verse, uh, 1 John 4, 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Everyone that is born of God, everyone who loves, love, loves, God, is born, loves God is born of God. Well, that means that the born again person has been person has been born again loves God but what about that person that's trying to love that does not know God they don't know the God of love that we're talking about they don't know the God of the kingdom that we're talking about they have no idea what that, that love is all about so they try to express love over and over again that's why it's so difficult for people to be unequally yoked unsaved saved full of the Holy Ghost <laughs> and just kind of getting by. It, it, it doesn't work. You see people clashing all the time and having difficulty communicating because they have a different kind of understanding about what love really all about? Well, that's unequally yoked. And now that doesn't have to be just relationships. It could be a company you're involved in. It can be a people that you're connected with. It could be a neighbor that you're trying to be real friendly with. It, it could be a... It can be a <laughs> It can even be a relative, if, if you will, a relative that you grew up with that don't know Jesus. Mm 
you've got some relatives that don't know Jesus. And all you do is love them with an everlasting love like God's given you the love to love them with, right? But they can't love you back because they don't know him. They can, do, they can be nice. They can be kind. They can do all kinds of different kinds of things with you, but they cannot express the love of God to you because they don't have the love of God in them. God loved the world for them as well, didn't he? God loves them so much that he, he, desi- he desires that they would come to know him in a personal, intimate way. But until then, it's our responsibility to continue to love them. We pray for those that despitefully use us to say all manner of things against us. That's what the Bible talks about doing. And we love those in the same kind of way because that's what God would do. That matter of fact, that's what God is doing now. He's doing that very thing right now. And so as we watch God operate that way over and over and over and over again, we get that kind of love in us. Then we express it to the world. And don't get, don't get tripped up by thinking that, well, they'll love me back. They'll reciprocate. God loves folks all day long, and people don't reciprocate. Can you imagine loving the world, the whole world? The the whole world. Okay, okay. Your neighborhood. Okay. The people you work with. Just imagine loving everybody the same. Listen, you're going to question your Christianity today in a little bit because I'm going to talk to you about love. And see, and see, see God loves the whole world. He, he loves the whole world. And do we love the whole world like he loves the whole world? Just go ahead and admit it. Go ahead, go ahead and say, I, I do not love the whole world like God loves the whole world. I want to. I want to. No, you're not there. No, you're not there. No. No, she's not there. <laughs> By faith, she is. By faith, she is. So. By faith. By faith. I, those of you that don't know, I, I bother Mary every Sunday. It's part of my job. God's given me an assignment. That's her. <laughs> yes. But I think about this often. I say, now, God loves the whole world, and we want to be as expressive as we can to, to love the whole world the way God loves the world, too. And, and then we get this one or two people to three people in our life that kind of just irritate us. That didn't happen to you, of course. That didn't happen to anybody here. Uh, but but, but there's, a, there's those folks in our lives that just kind of get under your skin. They find a way to irritate us. And, 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 and if they were dying, you'd probably walk on by like, oh, I love you. Mm, mm. But, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me, st- <laughs> let me tell you this. The love of God will compel you to pray for those that despitefully use you. The love of God will compel, the love of God, kingdom love, will compel you to pray in spite of yourself, to love somebody in spite of you. In spite of me, I have to go beyond me to love somebody else that it seems to be unlovable to me. And I'm rationalizing with God that, God, how could you love them? You couldn't possibly love them, God, because they're wretched. And he's just pointing the finger right back at me saying, you were wretched just like them. As a matter of fact, you still have your moments. <laughs> Don't laugh too loud, honey. Don't laugh too loud. <laughs> but see, we, we all have our moments, right? 
we all have our moments of times in, li in life that we have complications with ourselves because we're finding out, watch this part, we're finding out that it's not that we don't love God. We really don't love ourselves like we say we love ourselves. When I'm having a complication with you, oh, it's not your problem, it's mine. It really is mine because I, I love God. I know he loves me. But see, I'm not loving who he's loving. I'll say it again. I'm not loving who he's loving. If I'm not loving who he's loving, then I've got a problem with not, oh, no, I've got a problem with me and him now. Because God wants me to love that person the way he loves them too. Does anybody want to try a little bit longer on loving somebody that you don't want to love? Love's a hard subject to teach about because once you get to the root of it, down to the, down, down, way down in it, you're like, ooh, ooh, that hurts me. I'm going to go into the agape and all this kind of stuff and go into different kinds of words and all that. But see, beloved, let us love one another. For love's of God, and everyone who loves, really loves, is born of God and knows God. So you know this God of the kingdom if you're really loving. But if you're not really loving... You'd have to, we have to begin to examine how much we really know this God of the kingdom. The reason God asks us to seek the kingdom on a daily basis is because we need to get to know him more effectively. To know more about what he wants in us and from us, we have to get in his presence. We have to go to where he is. Go to where he can be found in the scripture. Go to where he can be found in our time of worship. Go to where he can be found in our time of prayer and communication to him. So as we seek the kingdom, he said, all these things shall be added unto you, including love. Amen. Would you want a little bit more love to happen in your life? Would you want to be a little bit more loving towards those that, that you ought to be loving towards? Look back at yourself. Forgive yourself. Look back at yourself and love yourself. Because when we begin to love ourselves, then we can really begin to love our neighbor. We really can begin to love our neighbor. We should love each other like the God of the kingdom loves us. Watch this part. I didn't say them because we're not concerned about them so much all the time. We're concerned more about us, aren't we? We're always, <laughs> often we're concerned about what's in it for me. When I discover what's in it for me, then I take interest. See, if I find out something's in it for you, I don't pay as close of attention. But I pay closer attention when I discover what's in it for me. So when I love the way God loves me, we should, we should love each other the way God loves us as individuals. The God of the kingdom loves us. When I find out how much God loves me, I'm paying attention. And when I'm paying attention now, I'm able to look at you and go, uh. I am loved so richly, and I love him so richly, so I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. I can reach beyond myself and love the unlovable because God loves them. I can reach beyond myself and love that person in a way that I, they probably don't deserve, but I didn't deserve it either and probably still don't at some time. But I can reach across the aisle and begin to love that person the way God loves them because God's not giving up on them. I can't give up on them, so I have to love them. I've got to give myself like that. 
giving of ourselves that way is unselfish. Totally unselfish. To the degree that we say, thank you, Lord. When the shoe's on the other foot, when we're the one that needs the love, and that person that we know that's in love with God and God loving them, and they love themselves enough to love us. When the shoe's on the other foot, we discover that person that comes across our pathway that loves us unconditionally. We know we don't deserve it. We know we don't even have a, have it, we, have, we have no way of ever even expecting to be loved like we're being loved by that person, that individual, that group of people. We have no idea that that kind of love even exists through human beings. And all of a sudden we begin to discover that this kind of love exists for me. And God brings it to us. See, when the shoe's on the other foot, what's in it for me? See? What's in it for me is a different ballgame. When I'm thinking everybody in the world hates me and nobody cares about me, and all of a sudden God just shows up in a miraculous way and just brings across this person that loves me for who I am, in spite of me, for all I've done, in spite of me, the things I've done wrong, in spite of the things that I've said, in spite of the, thing, the way that I act, that person loves that kind of way, loves that un unregenerated portion of me. That portion of me that doesn't want to even love me. Something happens different, doesn't it? Hallelujah. I love you too, brother. I love you too, brother. I love you too. Amen. Just a few more, a few more minutes. We'll be done. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We can't do the love thing without talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So we're going to, and I'm not, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I have no idea what's going to happen. Though I speak with the tongues of men, men and of angels, I and have not love, and have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I uh, have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries, all mysteries and, and all knowledge, and, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods and feed to feed the poor, and, and though I give my body to be burned, and, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So we know we can do a lot of good stuff, and not have love and be virtually meaningless in the life of somebody else. And then he goes right into this. He says, love suffers long. And if you stop right there, I'd be a little bit, a little bit angry. Would you, would you be angry right there? Love suffers long. But he starts there. You didn't hear me. So he starts there. So if, you, so, so, so if you're going to love like you say you're going to love, you're going to love like God loves. And so love, love suffers long. Watch this. If love suffers long, think about Jesus. Suffers long. Love, love suffers long. Love, love suffers long and is kind. Now you flip that almost. Love suffers long and is kind. No, when I suffer long, I'm mean. When I suffer long, I, I cry. When I suffer long, I don't like it. When I suffer long, I complain. But love suffers long, and it's kind. It don't make no sense. How are you going to be kind after you've been suffering? I don't want to be kind after suffering, after going through some stuff. don't want to be kind. He said, love does not envy. 
Love does not parade itself. Tell you what it doesn't do, right? Doesn't parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. All the things that love doesn't do are the things I want to do. I want to tell a few people off. I want to look. I want to look puffed up once in a while. I want people to look at me and look at my nice, my nice sweater, my nice, my nice pants. I want people to look at me. I want people to say, I want to parade around a little bit. I want to look like a peacock sometime. You know, that's what we want to do. Oh, don't tell me you don't dress up so you don't look good. People say you look good. Folks went out and bought the brand new suit or brand new shoes or brand new hairdo or whatever, and, you, and somebody said, "Oh, that's ugly." Be all hurting, baby. But as soon as they said, "That's nice," you're like, "Yes." Yes. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But that's not love. See, love doesn't do that. Doesn't parade itself. Doesn't, it's not puffed up. Doesn't behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. I say that one again. It's not provoked. <laughs> see, see. I gotta leave you alone. I don't have time. It's not provoked. Thinks no evil. When you're provoked, here's this part. When you're provoked, the first thing that probably comes to our minds is evil. You see, no, I'm just talking about me. When I'm provoked, the first thing that comes to my mind is I, no, you didn't. You got your nerve. You know what I ought to do. That's what's coming to my mind. But see, if I'm not provoked, those thoughts don't come to my mind. See, the order with God puts this kind of stuff is not, not by accident. He says, not provoked. It thinks no evil. Where am I at here? It thinks no, okay. Okay, okay, thank you, Mary. You're good. You're good. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Okay. It bears all things. Now, that bears all things is a, another way of saying it's long-suffering. So if he's reiterating something, he's not doing it because he just wants to fill up a few pages here. He's reiterating because he wants us to be understood that we're going to suffer. Well, we think, we, listen, we're faith people. We believe in God and we trust God for the miraculous. But you know what? Every one of us is going to suffer a little bit. Oh, pastor, you shouldn't have said that. It's a negative confession. Just keep on living, and you tell me if you did or not. That's a negative confession. You shouldn't ever say that. We're going to suffer. Okay, tell you what I'll just do. I'll just read the Bible. I'll just read the Bible. Read the Bible. The Bible says it bears all things. Love suffers long. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. It says believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Now, that's a good part to know. But you've got to go through a whole lot of stuff to realize it's not going to fail because I didn't feel like sometime it failed me. Has anybody ever felt like love failed you because you just kind of kept on, you, were, you thought you were being long-suffering, but you weren't long-suffering enough. You, you, you thought that you, 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 you weren't provoked, but until that person provoked you for real. <clears throat> Golly, come on, Lord. This is not fair. This is kingdom love we're talking about here. Kingdom love is a whole lot different. Kingdom love is a whole lot different. He said, but love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they'll fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. When absolute love shows up, I'm telling you, when love shows up, it kind of eradicates or moves stuff out the way, doesn't it? Our agenda doesn't make a difference anymore at that point, does it? When love shows up, the agenda begins to change. When I was a child, 
I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For, for, for now we see in a mirror dimly, uh, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Not to diminish the other, faith and hope, really important in our lives. But if we're going to talk about kingdom love, the greatest love in the kingdom is love. The greatest love is kingdom love. The greatest love is kingdom love, because without it, everything else is misery. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. It didn't say 70 times 7. It said a multitude. You keep on multiplying, and 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 love will cover a multitude of sin. The stuff that's going on in your life that nobody else knows about, but you and God, love covers a multitude of sin. The stuff that only one other person knew about in your whole life and they died and nobody else knows now but you and God. God, love, this kingdom love covers a multitude of sin. What can faith do? What can hope do in those regards, in that regard. What can faith really do for you if you don't have love? Watch this. Faith works by love. Faith can't, do, faith can't do a whole lot unless it's working by love for real. Kingdom love we're talking about here. Faith can't do a whole lot unless it's working by love. You see, it took faith to get up to do something. But love was a compelling factor that you had you do it completely. It takes faith to get started in the race. But love that suffers long keeps you in the race. You see, we don't want to start off in faith and end up stopping because we, we ran out of love. We want to hold on to all of God's love that he has for us as individuals and live this life according to the way he wants us to live it, all in love for him all in love with ourselves, all in love with our neighbor and going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, doing all that what God would have us to do. That's the kind of love that God wants us to have. The kind of love that says, okay, I'm getting a hold of this thing, God. I know that it's not easy. I know that it's not easy, but I know if I've got your love, it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible that you can work through me. I'm going to trust God that he's going to work through me. Trust me, he's going to work through you. So let me wrap it up with this. Number one is that the God of the kingdom is love. Number two, the God of the kingdom loves us. We should love the God of the kingdom. Number four, we should love ourselves like the God of the kingdom loves us. Five, we should love each other like the God of the kingdom loves us. And then lastly, the greatest love is kingdom love. There's all kind of facades. There's all kind of games that people want to play called love. There's all kind of ways that people approach it, and we have approached it ourselves that way. But until we get a hold of the kingdom of God and seeking him, we know not love because we don't know him. So know the God of the kingdom. Let's pray. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.